everybody, and welcome to the Sports 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 Podcast. I'm Joel Anderson. I'm Jordan Pomaville. And joining us as always is the Sports Outsider, Phil Ranta. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sports 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 Podcast. Yeah. Do we need to give a recap from the previous episode? Previously on Sports 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 Podcast. You put down the gun, Jordan! <laughs> oh, God! He's gonna kill somebody! Now I'm killing somebody! Waterboarding is not terrorist. Wait, what? Torture. <laughs> God, the previously on even has our yeah. regular foibles. Right? It does. But it was a pretty intense episode. If, yeah, if, it was. If everybody caught it. Yeah. <clears throat> has anyone watched any games lately? No. Uh, I've been you know catching here and there. We're right in the thick of the Vuelta Espana, guys. All right. So what do we got on the show today? <laughs> uh, well, we've got uh, uh, Better Know Your Mascot. Ooh. Uh, this time we're talking to the Stanford Tree. Oh, wonderful. Oh. Yeah, he's here to clear the air I don't think he, about what it's like to be a mascot. I don't through like, photosynthesis? I feel like trees <laughs> naturally clear the air. That's their they don't, job. Yeah, yep. They, they take in all the poisons that corporate America dumps into our uh, ozone and they make it clean. All right. Thanks trees. All he's right. also from like the Bay Area, right? So that'll that'll double Right. And we have someone it. else from the Bay Area. We do. Yeah, the host of Stir the Pot. Oh, uh, which is a, on on KYFM. KYFM, yep. And uh it's a it's a sports show and this is the pot is on oh stir the pot the pot the name of the that's like the host of stir the pot he goes by the pot that's he just goes by the pot yeah coming on coming on to talk to us about the recent uh collar kaepernick colin kaepernick controversy so this controversy we're about to to light some fires on this show oh absolutely yeah this is why we're known as the edgiest show in sports uh College football preview. Oh, God, that's awful. Stop reminding us. College football preview. Oh, God, that's awful. Stop reminding us. Brought to you by the DVD version of Schindler's List. Buy it if you're sad. Penn State to formally honor Joe Paterno for the 50th anniversary of his first game as head coach. Ooh. Ooh. Go, 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 go. Subheadline. Ironic, considering the allegation that the school is now out of touch. <laughs> oh yeah before there was touching yeah, yeah. So now, now they're, they're out of they're touch, out of out of touch. touch. Yeah. I, I will not laugh at that joke i Can't really tried to do a tone deaf joke here yeah <laughs> couldn't make it work no there yeah. was lots of tone in that joke <laughs> <laughs> i heard it uh guess how long it took for public outcry nope sooner than that yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> whatever is said not fast enough uh, Penn State said Thursday will formally honor former head coach Joe Paterno, who was fired in 2011 amid the Jerry Sandusky, America's roller coaster, child sex abuse <laughs> scandal uh, during the team's uh, game September 17th against Temple. Okay. Yeah, I feel like this is something like, can we do something like, how about a week before 9-11, we just do a big thing for 9-11 with like a flyover and stuff. Yeah. And then just yeah. call it a day. That's something this we is... can all agree on. Is yeah. That, that was a horrible, horrible tragedy. And we'll fly the jets over and we'll sing the national the anthem. The Blue Angels. I hear that Ooh, they do flyovers. They fly right upside down. Yeah. Yeah. This this feels like honoring Osama bin Laden for being like a good family man. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. So the school yeah. will commemorate the 50th anniversary of Paterno's first game as head coach, which came against Maryland, September 17th, 1966, resulted in a 15-7 to win. Oh, that's a very paterno score. <laughs> so let's light off some fireworks, Something? I guess. I guess. I don't know. It doesn't. You know what? I'm going to go out on a limb and say, I don't know if you should be supporting Joe Paterno right now. Yeah, I get I get that there's a lot of mixed feelings. Right. I'm not saying that, that a significant portion of Joe Paterno's career at Penn State is, is worthy of 
you know, recognition for being great. Right, right. But there is that one particular part of his history at Penn State. Well, for instance, it's also, it's the 50th anniversary of his first game. It's also the 40th anniversary of the first known victim to complain to Joe Paterno about Sandusky molesting oh, him. Oh, America's a roller coaster. I really hope the marching <laughs> band has a good halftime formation for that one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I kind of hope they don't. Yeah, I'm that imagining would... it's going to involve the trombones, and I'm not <laughs> okay. So uh, guess guess who, uh, co- who guess who declined to comment on this? Everyone, everyone, few. A <laughs> spokesperson declined to comment on the specifics of the commemoration. Mm-hmm. Penn State athletic director Sandy Barbour also declined to comment. Ooh, Sandy mm-hmm. Barbour. Yeah, Nittany Lions head coach James Franklin was asked about it on his weekly radio show. Declined to comment. Mm-hmm. You put out a press release saying you're going to formally out a Joe Paterno. You're going to have to comment yeah, on it. Yeah, to, somebody's going to have to say something. And guess what? If you don't comment, I guess he's going to comment on it. The news media? The commentators. Yeah, yeah. there you go. That's their job. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. They've been in their title. They've been itching. They're like, oh, you declined to comment? Oh, I got something for this. Well, I've got a comment that you should have said that I'll tell you you should have said. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take a bold stand against child <laughs> molestation. Ooh, very Ooh, good. Yes. You're Thank brave, you. brave, good. brave, Thank brave, you. brave. Very good. Brave, brave, brave. I don't care what you say. I'm a it, <laughs> and I will remain a it. Uh, the article notes that uh, moving forward from the scandal has proved a difficult challenge for Penn State. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Also, difficult challenge for the victims. Yeah. This They've article, been having trouble moving forward. This article's not about from... them, Joel. <laughs> yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Tangentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, okay, so uh, moving forward uh, from the, it's uh, difficult, they said, requiring leaders to balance distancing the university from the scandal while juggling the wishes of ardent Penn State supporters who credit Paterno for giving the university an identity to be proud of. Oh. Here's a quote uh, from Sandy Barbour. Depending on their position, people may look at him differently, but it doesn't change that he created that here or helped to create it here. That's something Sandy Barbour said to the Associated Press in August, and let's be careful with those words, Sandy. Right? Yeah. He, he what created, did he create there? Yeah, <laughs> culture of tacit acceptance? Yeah. It's strange that with all of those eggshells on the floor, she would choose to walk over them. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's very strange. Created, she's got to let those eggshells just exist. Let's be honest. What he created was a safe place. <laughs> For known abuser Jerry Sandusky, right. America's roller coaster. Yeah, uh, it should be noted Penn State has not won a Big Ten championship uh, since 2008, but now holds multiple records in rationalizations. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as you know, the statue of Joe Paterno was removed. Yep. Uh, library still bears his name. Paterno Foundation, in fact, uh, it was scheduled a private celebration of the 50th anniversary of Paterno's first game. Very. You see, private. that's. How you do it. That seems tasteful. A private celebration at the charitable organization. Maybe invite only. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no how, fireworks, really. How have no. they been doing in terms of fundraising? Do you know? Uh, you the, know. I the Joe Paterno organization? I, you know, a lot of people in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's a lot, true. A lot of people in Pennsylvania. I got to assume it slowed, though, right? Can we all agree that the donations slowed? Seems like you could, you could then say, like, we're going to make our primary focus on, you know, uh, eliminating uh, eliminating uh, sexual abuse of children, then I feel like it would at least be like an acknowledgement of the troubled history in a way that would allow the organization to move forward. You know, is that what they're doing? Doesn't give us a real good blow line there, Joel. <laughs> I still feel like we're walking on eggshells now. Yeah, this whole segment. Well, no, that was a few bad jokes in there. College football preview. <laughs> oh, God, that's awful. Stop reminding us. College! 
college football preview. Oh, God, that's awful. Please stop reminding us. Brought to you by... The Pianist on DVD. Sad, sad, sad. News, news, news on the Sports, Sports, Sports podcast with Jordan, Joel, and Phil. News, news, news. Tim Tebow update, watch update. Tim Tebow update, watch update brought to you by... Mentos, feel the rush in your mouth! Tim Tebow's MLB workout, a mixed bag. A Uh mixed bag. I believe it. (laughs) Subheadline, God doesn't close a door without opening a window to surefire humiliation. (laughs) Uh, So Tim Tebow uh, recently had a workout in Los Angeles in front of 40 scouts and 75 Weeblos. Sure. (laughs) Laugh all you want at that very well-crafted joke. Yes. But Tebow has already (laughs) fetched an Adidas contract before he even touched the field. Oh, my God. Yikes. Already had an Adidas sponsorship. That's too much. Not a big baseball brand, but still Adidas. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tebow thought overall things went, quote, pretty well. Okay. That's better than I thought it would go. Right. But here's the thing. Most major league teams have uh, discontinued self-scouting. Ooh, as yeah. a, they don't think it's as reliable to get to the true <laughs> that, level of see, talent. See, I figured because yeah. last time I went to a spring training, I thought I did pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get picked up no. by a team. You know, I think, Plus. yeah, there was there was certainly a few people where they, they obviously the teams were very disappointed sure. by the, the, they were like, God, you know, we thought we could have trusted you. We were on the honor system. <laughs> you told us your fastball was 100 miles an hour. It is 54. You know, it feels like it's 100 of miles an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, buried in the article, and this is the big, they buried the lead. Tim Tebow officially retired from football. Oh. He gave an interview around the time of the baseball trot and basically said, yeah, the door to the NFL is now closed. Let's, um, He's oh. never admitted this before. Let's, Yikes. Let's take a moment of silence here. Yeah. For, for the, the end of the career of one Tim Tebow. Moment of silence. This is the moment of silence for Tim Tebow's career. Brought to you by. Feel the rush in your mouth. Eight and six overall record and one and one in the playoffs. I know. Not right? bad. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> not bad. That's a decent NFL. It career. is. Uh, so, like every tough guy who played high school football, Tebow said, "I'll just play baseball." Look at those guys; they're fat. <laughs> No, that's what a lot of people that's say. The like, reasoning. Oh, that's a lot of people hate on baseball players because there are a handful of baseball players who are overweight. And Babe Ruth yeah. is famously overweight. Yeah. Most baseball players are amazing athletes, but they're always just like, well, look at CC Sabathia. He's pretty fat. Even well, the it's fat about guys reflexes, are still pretty good athletes. Right? Yeah, baseball is about being like and... a cat. Like, you can have a fat tabby that still could beat up a. a, a dog is that true i'm sure <laughs> let's well afterwards if you can come to my dog versus cat fighting <laughs> ring we'll prove it uh so you guys ready uh so here's what the group of about 40 scouts and even more media saw he uh he ran a 60 yard dash okay and all the way yeah the whole time okay yeah. good oh. for him without, didn't stop, without didn't have to stop and walk okay, clocked wow. in at a time uh, 6.65 to 6.82 it was a little a uh, little uh below average for major league or it was aver- average speed i believe okay, okay. yeah about average speed. Uh, he knocked the snot out of the ball in batting practice, but looked less impressive during live batting practice against former major league relievers. Fair. Mm. So, like, batting practice, they're throwing it so you can hit it. Yeah. Right. Live pitching, they're trying to get you out. These old retired pitchers were successful yeah. in doing that. David Ardsma, who 
I remember David Ardsma. Yeah, hasn't pitched in a while, right? Hasn't pitched in a while, but certainly against major league talent. Oh. I'm still amazed that they put snot inside of the balls. In yeah. this day and age, it yeah. seems like they'd find it like a more synthetic Maybe substance. Like, oh, that's, it's a cork. Especially, like you, you especially knock the, the cork out of a ball. The scouts need the snot in the balls so that they can determine when people has really made solid contact. Yeah, oh, right, right. Because then ah, when the snot goes snot? trailing out, then you know yeah. it's out he, of the ball now. He's really done it. Yeah, yeah. he did it. Sometimes uh, you see a home run, you're like, great, but I didn't see any snot. Still see a lot of snot in that ball, <laughs> Tebow. Ball, you know, the fan the stands snot. caught, it's going to shuck it like, oh. Uh, now my hand's all covered in snot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Tebow's arm graded out at a 45. That's on a scale of 20 to 80. 20 to 80 MLB scale, 45. Yeah, that's in the lower. Yeah, yeah it's considered slightly below average. He's a quarterback. Right. Yeah. It's so nice to have the MLB scouts – so early on, confirm what all of us who watch football know. Yeah. Basically, the one asset that a quarterback is supposed to have, uh, the baseball scouts are like, no, it's yeah. not so good. That wasn't even like, read a defense and throw it accurately here. It was like, just throw it. Yeah, just throw <laughs> this. Just throw it. Pick up this baseball goes. and throw it. Not be- good. Below average. He, caught, he did catch every catchable ball. There we go. And oh, th- great. <laughs> and a third scout was more bullish on him, grading him a 50 defender. That's average, literally. Right. That is bullish. And called him a playable, serviceable defender. Mm. Well, Mr. Compliments. <laughs> All right. Now you're ready to pile on? Yeah, let's now do let's it. pile on. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a complete waste of time, said an American <laughs> League scout who spoke to USA Today Sports on the condition of anonymity because he was actually John Elway. <laughs> <laughs> It was like watching an actor trying to portray a baseball player. He tried. He tried. That's the best I can say. <laughs> he is crazy strong and could one run well in one direction, but that's it. He only had one good throw of all his throws. <laughs> baseball, much lighter than a football, too. Yeah, it much is. Much lighter, much lighter, smaller, smaller. Easier to throw accurately, I think. I yeah. am a sports outsider, but I do, can picture a football and a baseball in my mind and do those proportions. <laughs> okay. I'm pretty good oh, with that. Oh, hot shot, spatial reasoning. <laughs> Look, we've yeah. done 250 some episodes. Like, I'm starting to get a little better. Picking up things here and Picking there. Things. Yeah. Better than I expected, to be honest, said another scout. <laughs> but I wish he could have translated it all a little better against live pitching. You don't say. That's the worst compliment you can get. <laughs> like, better than I thought, because you don't know what that bar is. Yeah. No, his well, bar was laughably bad. We're sure, being yeah. really unfair here, guys. After all, in Major League Baseball games, there's those extra runs that you can pick up by performing well in batting practice. Oh, Are there not? Oh, Joel, do they not have no, those? Not anymore. Oh, no. so it's really got to be the live pitching it's that makes really any difference live, whatsoever. Yeah, oh, that's... Yeah. That's bad for Tim Tebow, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. The venerable Dave Dombrowski said, we did our due diligence. I don't want to say anything negative because other teams are looking into him, but I don't think we'll be rushing out to make a signing. Wow. Then he did exactly what he said I he know, didn't want to do. Know, I know. I don't want to say anything bad about him, but that guy's bad. <laughs> but, like, seriously, waste your time, other teams. Right. Bad. Did Dave Dombrowski make the trip himself? Uh, no, they did. The Red Sox right. got a different okay. scout. But the report back, like, Dave Nebraska was like, bruh, bruh. shouldn't have given this guy gas money. <laughs> uh, now, Tim Tebow, for his part, predictably said all the right things. <laughs> yeah, there oh. he is. Oh, this is something I love to do. And I think when you have that mindset, it just lets you be free to go out there and compete. 
regardless of if you fail or if you fall flat in your face, if that's the worst thing that happens, that's okay. When did that become such a bad thing? He, did, he didn't compete. Followed by, oh, also, I'm totally rich and very responsible with my money. <laughs> so, no, he actually didn't say that. Yeah. yeah. He only said the right things. Oh, Still, yeah. though, I put money on, he's, he's going to get signed by somebody. For, for a minor oh, league baseball deal, yeah, there will be. somebody is going to sign him well, to... Well, his agent, Brody Van Wagenen... That has got to be the biggest douchebag in the continental United States. Said five teams met privately with Tebow after the workout. A majority of them were getting autographs for their one cousin who's a really big Gators fan. <laughs> sure. Uh, but now he's going to wait offers from inter- uh, interested clubs. But breaking news, Joel... That's a breaking news sound. The Bridgeport Bluefish, a member of the Independent Atlantic League, has offered the former NFL quarterback a contract to play for the team during the 2016 season. That's this season. He could play tomorrow for the Bridgeport Bluefish. That sounds like a little league team. Are you sure it's not a little league team? No, it's a very low minor league baseball team. Okay. Who's the uh, the major league club associated? The, The Independent. Independent. They're not, okay. not affiliated right. with the studio. Sure. Uh, and if, But here's the thing. This is not really what Tim Tebow, I think, was looking for. This is the team. Like, you kind of alluded to, Joel. Don't yawn. We're on camera. Yeah. This is the type of team that is just doing it for kicks. What? Yeah. No. But what yeah. about yeah. It's all about ticket sales? Yes. I thought it was about the sports. And, Phil, you'll appreciate this. If you need Always. further proof about if the Bluefish are serious. Sure. Friday night, when the... Bridgeport Bluefish played the South Maryland Blue Crabs. That's a lot of blue yeah, sea creatures. The Bluefish hired members of wrestling's NWO. No Scott way! Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac. Suck it! <laughs> they managed the team for the night. That's amazing. So that's kind of how serious... I bet they did a lot of shtick that was really fun to watch in the dugout. <laughs> Joining us now on the podcast is the Stanford Tree. Hello, I am the Stanford Tree. Oh, that you, you clearly are. You are a tree. I am a very tall tree. Yes, Stanford. You do have the voice of a tree, I must say. I do. I'm a wise tree. That's how I've got a 4.0 grade point average at Stanford. Oh, right, right. But of course not because you're a tree. Yeah, yes. Stanford <laughs> a very nice school. And yeah. computer science, which is strange for a tree. It is kind of strange for a tree. But it's a world-class pro. Program. Well, well, yeah, but really, you're a tree, and you're the mascot. You go with the marching band. You're really big at the college football games when the Stanford Cardinal take on the uh, their opponents in the Pac-12. It's great that I get to go to the football games, but do you know Stanford is mostly known for their ability to be very smart? Yeah. People who go to Stanford. That's an interesting way to phrase it for a person. That's the way that they said it in the 1800s, which is the literature we study. Old literature. Okay. That's very impressive. It's true that before recently, Stanford football was in a bit of a dry spell. I once met an oak tree from Grand Valley State University. Yeah, regional It was so dumb, it couldn't tie its tree shoes. (laughs) 
That seems, well... It was a very dumb tree, not like the smart trees we have at Stanford. Okay, that's, that's like an unnecessary dig, I think. Yeah, and, let's really, yeah. let's, let's, maybe if we You're also perpetuating some really negative stereotypes about oak trees, uh, so I think you should... Oak trees only get into college because of affirmative tree action. Whoa, okay, <laughs> all right. Buddy, let's, buddy, or else let's all of them would be pumping here. my gas. All right, that that's is... That's really... In amazing. my hybrid... Really, car. really ridiculous for you to make such claims like that, all right? Well, we're playing a lot of teams this year that have a lot of dumb trees that <laughs> oh, well, like, surround and go to their campus. Well, for instance, I know you're, you're playing Notre Dame. That's Notre a, that's a Dame. Good school. More like Notre Dumb. Have you <laughs> seen their elm trees? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, the campus is beautiful yeah. actually their elm trees don't know their roots from a hole in the ground not like the trees at stanford i mean their roots are in a hole in the ground yeah, and they literally. don't know the difference because they're not wise trees okay really after after all that the elm trees have suffered through with dutch elm disease i really feel like it's entirely inappropriate dutch elm that. disease was a plague sent by god to eradicate okay. the elms all right. oh, buddy. I, I, we have got a lot of really hateful things being said here next thing you're going to say is that the you know the 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 mulberry uh, blight was because of the the them being asexual. Mulberries are because the blight was because that is it is a known fact. And trust me, I am a very well read tree. That's I, I feel I, like I, you're a little spoon up your nose. I've here. read yeah. Farmer's Almanac starting in the 1740s. Actually, that is pretty impressive. <laughs> I, that, that's yeah, my that's history. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I mean, Farmer's Almanac back then printed on. Paper. They did print on paper. The paper of dumb trees. Oh, like you've man. never read a book that was the skin of a dumb human before. I have not. Well, you haven't lived and you haven't <laughs> been educated. I, okay, listen, I'm, I'm having a lot You're of You're like this idiot fern that I dated a couple <laughs> of years ago. Okay. Uh, you dated she a didn't realize what a genius I was. And said that I was narrow-minded. Uh, yeah, I believe You're, that you I are. I kind of think you are narrow-minded. I told her to photosynthesize her ass back south of 8 Mile. <laughs> wow. We wow. just got done watching the movie 8 Mile. Yeah. It was a very wise joke from a very wise tree. It's all well and good. And you should, well, you want to talk about wise. That fern probably been around for potentially thousands of years. So. Yes, she was way too old for me. I like milfed. What's milfed? Moms. <laughs> I love trees. <laughs> I, well, I, there was no F in there. No, I said milfed. I just have problems saying my T's. Yeah. At, at, the, at the risk of uh, derailing what, where you're taking this conversation, is there any way we can bring this back to uh, maybe McCaffrey and the Stanford yeah. football team? Yes, let's talk about the Stanford football team. Yeah, David the, Shaw, another good year. Right? They're all a bunch of people who will die with their frail bodies long before the smart trees. <laughs> We've learned to live for hundreds of years with our genius minds. Yeah, you're a tree in Northern California? Yes. How do you feel about wildfires? Wildfires? Wildfires, buddy. Yeah. Is that a threat? No, 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 no. I'll no, 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 call no, no, no. the tree cops. <laughs> no, Jordan, 
That is a threat. You know what? You are a racist, bigoted old tree. You're going to see yourself in vines before the end of this podcast and thrown in a bamboo prison, which we all know they make prisons out of bamboos because bamboos are Polynesian trees. Okay, that is... You got to get out of here, bucko. You you really... You can't handle my intelligence, huh? Yeah. I'll see you all to the grave! Joining us now on the podcast, we have from Stir the Pot, uh, the favorite Drive Time Sports Radio show on KYFM, the Bay Area. We have the Pot. This is Stir the Pot with the Pot from KYFM. This is the not- home for sports. This is not Stir the not Pot. This stir is the, pot. the Sports 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 Podcast. Sorry, it's very hard for me to get on radio without using my call line, KYFM. Stir the Pot. I'm the Pot. We're here to talk about some sports on the Sports 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 Podcast. Too many, too many sports. Have you heard about this Colin Kaepernick? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Have you seen the scandals around Colin Kaepernick? We I, have. I have. We, we, the national anthem scandal around Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, and and I got to say, uh, I for one think that it's it's ridiculous. That Keep up are... the pace, fellas. This is radio. Okay, we well, were just... I, I, think, I think we all think that, you know, freedom of speech, paramount. Yeah. And, uh, you know, no matter what you think, it's obviously it's his if, right to do it. If he wants you know, to express calling... himself, he should go ahead and express I himself. I think that he should be kicked out of America for what he's done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And whoa, quite whoa, frankly, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, don't whoa, whoa, whoa me. I have opinions. I'm a drive-time radio <laughs> host, all right? So this is the problem, all right? Colin Kaepernick feels like he can sit down during the national anthem because he hates America. But as we all know, since the national anthem was started being played in sporting events, everybody has proven how much they hate America for how much they're disrespecting this great anthem. What are you talking about? This is KYFM. Stir the pot. I'm the pot. This is not KYFM. Colin Kaepernick was doing for that. For people was, who are just turning in. Call, he's calling attention to a serious issue, but I don't know what you're saying. Uh, other athletes have been disrespectful to America? Oh, yeah. Are you talking about Gabby Douglas, who just didn't put her hand over her heart, which I thought was like uh, you know, perfect? Oh, putting your hand over the heart, of course, is absolutely essential. But you I know, don't know that it's the way essential. the tradition was uh, started around the national anthem Everybody's been doing it wrong. They haven't properly respected America. For example, do you know that you're not only supposed to put your hand over your heart, you're supposed to actually put your hand inside of your chest like the Kalima guy from Temple of Doom and grab your actual still beating heart to show how much you love America? No, you no, I'm I can't. Pretty sure that that's they have it. been doing that for hundreds of years, not at sporting events, oh, because goodness. athletes have proven time and time again they do not properly love America. Okay. I would love for you to see flaws in my logic. We're going to take a caller now. <laughs> caller, no, no, we're not. We're, this we, is yeah. a podcast. We do not. Oh, take you don't even have a phone line. That's <laughs> very one point oh. Phone line. Right. Sure. Just don't use it. Yeah. All right. Wouldn't wouldn't putting your hand inside your chest cavity injure an athlete so much that they would not then be able to perform? In not if they're doing? real athletes, Joel. Real athletes know how to fight through the pain. Okay. That's actually true. They do. Um, they oh, played uh, with broken noses. They played with holes directly leading into their heart. I, I just don't know about that. Have, have you ever put your hand inside your chest? Every cavity? time the national anthem starts. Oh, that's what can you? Ah! Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Let me take that out for a second because wow. I was not doing the full version of what you're supposed to do during the national anthem. That also proves that all athletes in all time have always hated it. For example, standing up. Sure. Great. 1.0 national anthem. Did you know that you're supposed to jump as high as you can over and over again, trying to achieve a low level of flight so you can get even closer to God because we are his chosen country? I, 
Wait, that's not a... That is 100% what you're supposed to do during the National Anthem. If you're closer to God... As a country, that means that you win. Your your chest is bleeding a lot. I wouldn't worry about that, Joel. I just love this country so much. You are listening to Stir nope, the Pot. This is the pot on KYFM. Hey, let's take a guest in studio. We're our guests. Okay, I'm your guest? Yeah. Well, it seems like there should be more people. I'm used to round tables with at least 18 commentators. 18 commentators on radio. It's very loud on Stir the Pot. I want to know where you get off saying that reaching your hand in your chest and pulling out your heart and jumping up and down is. You don't pull out your heart. You just touch your heart. I'm sorry. My bad. But doing that and jumping up and down, that that's what it takes to be an observant American? Jordan, not even close. What are what, you talking about? What else could you possibly do? I, it's like an arterial pulsing flow from your chest. I really feel like we should take you well, to the doctor. The, or something. I wouldn't worry about it because first, if you are going to properly do the national anthem, everybody knows about the animal sacrifice. What? No. Of course. No. No, that's yep, not you have thing. to actually kill a, an animal and let the blood rain down on top of the heads of everybody on your team in order to know that you're willing to give up something precious for America. Preferably the prize goat of one of the athletes. I mean, I don't know if there's a lot of prize yeah, goats. Yeah, in this day and age, not a lot of athletes And you see, own that's what's wrong with America these days. <laughs> Back back when sports were sports, everybody raised prize goats for no other reason than for the animal sacrifice. It was a great honor. It was a great, great honor to have your goat be selected, especially for major games. Okay, that's this is all pretty ridiculous. I don't know that I've ever seen any athlete, you know, whether now or in like historical footage, do any of the things that you're talking about. Here's 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 a very important one though. You oftentimes see athletes not singing along. To the national anthem. Have you seen this, Joel? You yeah, seen this, Joel? yeah, most yeah. of them can't carry a tune. A lot of I them don't sing along. The, traditionally, athletes are supposed to at least take 10 years of operatic voice training <laughs> so they can properly hit every note. I mean, back when sports were sports, the national anthems... By the way, this is KYFM. Nope, no, this no, is no, the pot. Uh, not, I'm the pot. Uh, so, traditionally, you'd get the 10 years, and if you actually missed a note, you would be sent out into the wild where you're sure to die of exposure. I I gotta be honest with you. I feel like you know how you choose to express your patriotism or not express your patriotism is personal, and we respect everyone's ability and chance to to do that. that I get it. You support Colin Kaepernick. I get it. You support Colin Kaepernick. More I'm someone who supports America. You support Colin Kaepernick. No, that's fine. That's fine. I support American America. I love our troops. You guys clearly don't love not, your troops. That's fine. There's nothing Whoa. more American than individual expression. Well, there's there's one that's very 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 important. Very important. More important than all of the other stuff. During the national anthem, this is the most important one. During the national anthem, if somebody on the other team is from another country other than America, you have to bomb that country while the national anthem is playing. While no, the national, no, the national anthem is playing. A thing. You know, back when this was really a thing, they, there was no bombs yet, so usually they would just throw rocks at that country. Right. They would embed people inside of the culture of that country just to throw rocks at the, at the people who were living there. Back when sports were sports. Back when sports were sports. But by the way, this is KYFM. Nope, you don't the pod, the podcast. Uh, but... Yeah, that's you'd you'd have to actually take out uh, your American pride directly on the faces of natives. Pre-mass media, how could they have possibly notified their implants in these countries to begin throwing rocks? This is the thing. There used to be a thing 
called trust, Joel. And trust is really what we're losing in this country these days. I do not trust that Colin Kaepernick loves America. I do trust that this is KYFM and no, Stir the Pot. And I am the pot. And you're being that. ridiculous, but against my better judgment, I'll give you the final word on this matter. What? Joel and I support America. We support freedom of speech in all forms. What do you, what, what do you think? Jordan? Yes. One more really important one. Take off your damn hat, Jordan. Oh, <laughs> Take off. Gosh, when when we're talking about me. the national anthem, you're wearing a hat. You there we go. Yeah, no, there we go. Take no, off your damn hat. There we go. There we go. Now you got. Are you guys ready for the national anthem? Let's do it properly. Yeah. Oh, say can you see? Jordan, what are you doing? By the dawn's early What so proudly we. No, Jordan. Jordan. Jordan! And now it's time for another wide world of Weird Sports! Wide world of Weird Sports! What do we got this week? This week's Wide World of Weird Sports, the Belko Scandal. Oh, oh, that took me a second. It's been a while. It man. has been it's a while. It's been a while since I was home. Prayers my head up high. The Belko scandal was a scandal involving the use of banned performance-enhancing substances by professional athletes. Professional, I would put in quotes. If if you are ranking laboratories busted for performance-enhancing drug scandals of all time. Belco, in my opinion, clearly top five. Do you know what Belco stands for? Ooh, no. Bay Area Laboratory Co-op. You got it correct, except oh! it's cooperative. Oh, Very God. close. You got the oh. constellation, bro. Uh, it was a San Francisco Bay Area business which supplied anabolic steroids to professional athletes. The incident surrounds a 2002 U.S. federal government investigation of the laboratory. Ooh, if you're in a laboratory mm-hmm. that's subjected to a federal government investigation, I feel like that's the worst situation. You like, fucked up. Yeah. If you're in a casino being subjected to a federal government investigation, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. But it's like if it's a laboratory, Big that's oops. got the most terrifying implications possible. It's yeah. like, are you splicing human DNA into animals or something? Why would this happen? What is happening in this laboratory <laughs> yeah. that is located in the Bay Area? <laughs> but they really should mix a monkey and a cow. That would be animal, animal. I could see that. Fair. Uh, History of Belco, founded in 1984 by Victor Conte and his first wife, Aubrey. Aubrey and Victor. Yeah. Uh, They didn't have it. I mean, I'm sure they didn't have anything to do with this. Uh, Belco began as uh, Milbray Holistic, a vitamin shop in Milbray, California. Aww. But yeah. that doesn't pay any fucking bills. That's the thing is it feels like Breaking Bad, right? They, you go into it with good intentions mm-hmm. and then they break bad. Oh, we're just going to sell some uh, green tea extract, you know, to people who want to feel better. Yeah, well, maybe we'll put a little bit of, uh, maybe we'll put in some aspirin inside of that green yeah, tea. Yeah, well, extract. I mean, just yeah. a little bit. And, you yeah. know. and then just some, some amphetamines to perk people up. Yeah, you know? make people feel Not better. Not a lot of caffeine in green tea. This will be a good. Then maybe we should get uh, hormones from tes- bull testicles and then shoot it directly yeah. in their eyeballs. So you'll be amped up from the amphetamines. You'll be strong from the bull testicles. But we still sell the green tea. The green tea. <laughs> uh, initially a business venture to keep food on the table. Only one year after opening, Victor Conte closed Milbray Holistic and started Belco as a sports supplement company in neighbor- neighboring Burlingame. Oh, Burlingame. Yeah, where the Burlingame Museum of Pez, the America's largest Pez museum is. 
Is that an actual factoid? <laughs> yep. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, investing <laughs> in an ICP spectrometer, which I assume means an insane clown posse spectrometer. Conte <laughs> uh, used his knowledge of nutrition, largely self-taught, to devise a system of testing athletes for mineral deficiencies in order to maintain a perfect balance of minerals in the body. Mm. I do emphasize mostly self-taught. <laughs> yeah. If you're... If a guy coming to you is saying he's self-taught and wants to test you for mineral deficiencies. I'm noticing a deficiency in steroids. Yeah. That's not a mineral. (laughs) Uh, Through regular urine and blood testing, Conte would monitor and treat mineral shortages in athletes, supposedly elevating their level of physical wellness dramatically. Surviving his divorce from Aubrey and several years of financial hardships, Belko did not achieve professional success until... The summer of 1996, when he got his first real six-string. Oh, that's when he probably really nailed down the right formula for minerals in the body. Yeah, right, yeah. Because that really hit it. And he added NFL linebacker Bill Romanowski to his clients list. Oh, yep. good old Bill. <laughs> yeah. Just a wonderful person. <laughs> yeah. Well-balanced. Yeah. And he was the gateway athlete because from there, Conte began acquiring additional high-profile athletes with his special concoction of undetectable drugs Mm. manufactured by rogue Illinois chemist Patrick Arnold and distributed by personal trainer Greg Anderson. (laughs) I I, want to be a rogue chemist. That's a pretty rogue Illinois chemist. Who's that guy? Oh, man, he's been combining sodium. He's bad news, dude. You don't want to hang out with him. You don't want to hang out with him. He's a rogue chemist, (laughs) man. He's got some good ideas. (laughs) Uh... Drugs distributed. Arnold created a wide range of substances. Uh, let's just go through them. Uh, so types of drugs included uh, erythropoietin, human growth hormone, mm. modafinil, testosterone cream, and... Oh, cream! Let's see if I can do this one. Tetrahydrogastrinone. Is that the clear? Is it the clear? Yeah. I don't know. Tetrahydrogastrinone. I bet you that's, that's the clear. That's probably that the clear. Like, there was the cream like that he rubbed on. The clear was a he'd he'd uh, Barry Bonds and many athletes would put on their tongue with an eyedropper. Oh, okay, like uh, breath strips. Yeah, but a little different, <laughs> different kind of superpower. Slightly different effect. Belco investigation. Conte, Arnold, and Anderson continued selling these substances undetected from 1988 until 2002. What a run! when the official federal investigation of belco began parallel with the uh investigation the usa da began its own covert investigation of conte and his operation in the summer 2003 usa da investigators received a syringe with trace amounts of a mysterious substance uh the anonymous tipster was trevor graham not so anonymous. <laughs> uh, sprint coach to Marion Jones and Tim Montgomery. Oh, that's right. They were involved oh, in this, too. Yeah. I forgot about that. He was deep throat, but not too deep because we know who he is. Uh, the syringe went to Don Caitlin, MD, the founder and then director of the UCLA Olympic Analytical Laboratory, who had uh, developed a testing process for the substance tetrahydrogestrinone, <laughs> or THG. That would have been nice if they would have said that earlier. <laughs> Later that year, the Chicago Tribune named Caitlin Sportsman of the Year. Don Caitlin, MD, won Sportsman of the Year for Chicago Tribune. That's 
He didn't seem like much of a sport. Maybe he played uh, Chicago softball on the weekends. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Uh, he tested 550 existing samples from athletes, of which 20 proved to be positive for THG. Jason Giambi, Barry Bonds, Marion Jones. Uh, T- <laughs> of course, it stands for tetrahydrogestrinone. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Uh, Marion Jones, Bill Romanowski, a uh, yep. bunch of others. You're naming people who were involved in the scandal as they well. They were involved in it. Uh, but let's talk about Belco today, shall we? Let's oh, wrap this up on a have happy they rebranded? Note. What? On a happy note. Technically speaking, Belco is extinct. But Victor Conte is a free man and still running a business called Scientific Nutrition for Advanced Conditioning or Snack. What? That's yeah, pretty I am good. just finding this out. Victor Conte did not in jail and still doing... And his, still do, he got out relatively recently, I believe. His, his Twitter is pretty must-read. Really? Yeah, Victor Conte has a great Twitter. Well, During major sports events, sometimes he just tweets like, oh, yeah, that guy's totally on stuff. <laughs> that guy's totally on stuff, too. Nice. How long is he in prison? Who wants to take the over-under? I'm going to set the over-under at 22 months. All right. Joel, over or under? Mm, I'm going to take the over. Uh, I'm afraid it was way under four months. What? Really? He was in prison for four months in 2005. And that's it. God bless America. And that brings an end to another wide world of weird, weird sports. Criminals get away with criminal accident. Citizens of Podcast Town, this brings a close on the sports, sports, sports podcast. But before we go, Phil will give you our contact information. You can find all of our episodes on SoundCloud by going to soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. That's soundcloud.com slash sports number three podcast. We know that most people listen on iTunes. It's very convenient. It goes right into your subscriber feed. We appreciate those listeners. Check it out on SoundCloud. Why don't you? Hey, it's a great, uh, great little site there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash sports number three podcast. There you can see a live stream of news, news, news every week generally on Thursdays, uh, where you can see it live as it's happening before the episode comes out. And you can find our tweets at twitter.com slash sports number three podcast. Hey, guys. Hey, Joel. Joel. I do have to say, I feel like I should say something. Uh, I have actually been taking some nutritional supplements that I got from Victor Conte. Oh, good for you. Yeah, absolutely. What, and well, they, what kind of supplements? They make me feel awesome. Uh, he says that they're vitamins. And I got to tell you, I, I have never felt better. The other day... When I was brutally beating my landlord for asking me to be a little bit more quiet yep. while I lifted weights, sure, I felt like I was in the best shape of my life. We've all been there. Yeah. Lights off. You have received this transmission from the Comedy Podcast Network. For more shows, visit ComedyPodcastNetwork.com.